Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Has anybody been experiencing the blahs this month other than just me? Because when it gets to this point of January, the holidays are gone. It's cold. It's very cold. And gray and snowy and typical winter things. And so I've been feeling kind of blah, but I got the inspiration that there has to be a way, kind of like with Zoomies today, when the kids learn that there is always a way. So I thought to myself, there has to be a way to go from blah to ah. And so I got this crazy idea. And so Amy, since you're sitting right there, okay, I'm just going to try so I got this crazy idea, and Amy knows a lot of music off the top of her head, so I'm just going to ask a question if you're willing to play my silly game. Sure. Okay, so would you be willing to play a line from a song, uh, maybe something Broadway, and then I'll preach on it? I'm an extrovert. I'll make stuff up. All right. It ain't necessarily so. It ain't necessarily so. The things that you're liable to read in the Bible, it ain't necessarily so. No, she didn't. Mm-hmm. Of all the Gershwin tunes you could pick, you did that one? Yeah. Whose idea was this? Good luck. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Thanks so much. Okay. It ain't necessarily so. Okay, I got one. Have you ever heard the line, it's more blessed to give than to receive? Well, you know where that comes from, right? It comes from the Bible. But it ain't necessarily so. So here's the where the line comes from. It comes out of Acts. And in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 20, verse 35, Paul says, In all this I have given you an example that by such work we must support the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus, for he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Well, okay. Let's get some background. See, the book of Acts is literally a continuation of the book of Luke found in the Christian scriptures, also known as the New Testament. And in Acts, written between the years 70 and 90 of the Common Era, we find stories about Paul and his evangelism of the Jesus message and the Jesus movement to primarily non-Jews, known commonly as Gentiles. But I had to wonder... When and where did Jesus actually say it's more blessed to give than to receive? Because I've studied the Gospels quite a bit, and I don't remember seeing it. And I've read the Gospel of Thomas that was found in 1945. It's not there either, or really in any other scripture known to scholars. And then I thought about it too, and I thought these words seem awfully judgmental. 
and contrary to the spirit of the Jesus that I'm familiar with. Because recall in the Beatitudes found in the chapter 5 of Matthew, he says things like, blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Or blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. <laughs> you know, I can just visualize the church lady. Do you know the church lady from Saturday Night Live, Dana Carvey's character, feeling just a little bit superior about helping those poor, needy, weak people? But let's stick with Paul for just a minute longer. In his letter to the Galatians, elsewhere in the New Testament, Paul says, For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that was proclaimed by me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human source. Recall, Paul never knew Jesus, was uh, never in the same um, space with him. Nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. This is in Galatians chapter 1. So perhaps... Jesus did, in fact, say these words to Paul in a private conversation, a private channeled conversation. You know, many people of faith, both mystics and everyday folks, have had these sort of exchanges and one-on-ones with Jesus. They're well documented. And in fact, even the text of A Course in Miracles, a, a, a study that many folks in New Thought are familiar with, it's said to have been dictated by Jesus. So all this brings me back to the six-week series of talks that I began on January 2nd, based on the book Masterclass Lessons by Unity Minister Reverend Ernest Wilson. Masterclass Lessons is an outstanding encapsulation of foundational unity teachings that you can download for free at truthunity.net, and I encourage you to do so. In Unity and New Thought, we have a prosperity focus. And when we say prosperity, we're talking a lot more than just money. Because a prosperous life is loving relationships, vibrant health, meaningful self-expression, peace of mind, and yes, enough abundance to meet every good need. And we also teach that life is flow, and that to be in the flow of life, one must be engaged in giving and receiving. I spoke about giving two weeks ago, and Amy just did an amazing song about that. So if you're watching the video archive, go back and listen again. It's pretty cool. But if you missed that talk two weeks ago, uh, I invite you to go to the video January 9th here on our website. Oh, and while you're at it, watch last week's message, too, in which we honored the life and legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Well, anyway, back to flow. Think of it this way. A healthy body of water has inflow and outgo. If water only comes in and doesn't have a way out, what do you get? death, or in the world today, we call it the Dead Sea. Water comes in and it just stops. So this implies, to me anyway, that if, if one's life seems to be short of any good thing, then the key is to get the flow going by giving. Make the first move. Don't sit back and wait. Give prayer support to someone or something. Give loving service 
Give kind words. Give money. Give tangible stuff that just sit around your house holding space. But give of yourself with a consciousness of love. It feels good to give. And there is a law of cause and effect at work that basically says what goes around comes around. Or, as ye sow, so shall ye reap. Or, whatever you put out comes back to you. Or, as they say in Australia, it's just a boomerang, mate. A word of warning, though. If it hurts... Or if your giving can't be done freely, then please do not give. This notion of, of give till it hurts actually hurts everybody by spewing out the vibration of resentment and anger and yuck, you name it. And clearly there's enough of that going around in the world today without any one of us adding to it. For many, though, The problem of demonstrating a prosperous life, however you define prosperous, is not in the giving. We're more than happy to give, 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 give. It's the receiving. We've been taught, and it is in the collective consciousness, I believe, that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And oh yes, now we're back to that. And how many of us, you or me even, have difficulty just receiving a compliment? Well, if it's not you, then maybe you know somebody. How many people just have difficulty saying yes? Well, quite possibly we've been taught that that's selfish and egotistical. But I think there's another reason to it. In Masterclass Lessons, Wilson addresses this experience of having difficulty receiving in psychological terms. When he comments that one thing that prevents people from receiving their good is an inferiority complex. (laughs) And I just had that stop me cold in my tracks when I read it. Because this material was written in the 1930s. The science of psychology was still pretty new then. And here he is saying, well, if you're having difficulty receiving, you might be experiencing an inferiority complex. So, interesting. So what is a complex? Well, simply put, a complex is a constellation or a collection of thoughts that are either partially or totally unconscious that cause a person to act in a certain way. Thus, as its name implies, an inferiority complex can lead one to feel inferior to others. So now let's get back to this notion of it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I don't mean to place blame on Jesus or Paul for instilling this idea of inferiority around giving. But I do wonder to what extent the idea of being a recipient of the flow of good has been interpreted as, I'm a loser, and somebody else is better than me. Think about it. If life is giving and receiving, then to complete the circuit, as it were, receiving is every bit as important to the flow of good in the world as giving. 
And if that's not the case, then the whole system of prosperity and giving and receiving and being in the flow is predicated upon an unequal hierarchy where some are always going to be less than others. And yet all of our teaching is that each one of us is an individualized expression of the Christ. So fundamentally, that doesn't work for me, that there's this unequal hierarchy. It makes me wonder, is there something flawed in our understanding of charity? Or we might say kindness, or we might say sharing, or we might say, is there something wrong in the way in which we express our love for one another? Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore illuminated and elevated the idea of charity in his classic text entitled Prosperity, also written in the 1930s. He said in his very typical and bold fashion, do not give with the idea that you are bestowing charity. The idea of charity has infested the race consciousness for thousands of years and is responsible for the great army of human dependence. And when he says race consciousness, he's talking about human race. There is no such thing as charity properly, popularly understood. Everything belongs to God, and all his children are equally entitled to it. Everything belongs to God, and all his children are equally entitled to it. The fact that one has a surplus and gives some of it to another does not make one a benefactor and one a dependent. The one with the surplus is simply a steward of God and is merely discharging the work of his stewardship. When one asks for divine wisdom and understanding about giving, it becomes a joy for both the giver and the recipient. It's a powerful line. Everything belongs to God, and all his children are equally entitled to it. Make no mistake about it. Equality and equity are inherent in unity teachings. Yes, in the economic arena, as well as in the spiritual. Now, in the material for this week, Wilson provides some qualifications for being a truly good receiver. I'm updating his languaging just a bit to be more gender inclusive. So consider these points. He says, one must learn to receive gifts from others without feeling humiliated by being given something. And remember, recipients are equal parts of a prosperity process. They're just sharing the good that belongs to all. Additionally, he says, one must not rob the giver of the giver's joy in giving. So if you're not really feeling grateful, if you're not really know how to do this, to, to be a grateful recipient, then faith it till you make it. We don't fake anything around here. Faith it. Believe and know in your heart you are a worthy recipient of all that God has. Because every one of us is a worthy recipient of all that God has, regardless of the channel it comes to us. Let us be grateful 
He also says one must prepare oneself to receive by being receptive and appreciative. Grateful for little things if one would receive the more abundant gifts from God. I often hear people complain, like this guy, <laughs> about this, that, or the other thing. And when I remember to stop and start being grateful for things, I find I have more things to be grateful for. It shifts my energy. I mean, think about it. If you're ever around somebody who complains an awful lot, ask them. Say to them, what are you grateful for? I've heard of what you are not grateful for. Can you, would you be willing to share with me some things for which you are grateful? Or it might probably stop them dead in their tracks because a lot of people are in the habit of being ungrateful. Might even be the person in the mirror. Look for things to praise and give thanks for that will prepare you to receive even greater gifts. Wilson reminds us that one must remember God as the great giver and the great gift. We behold these gifts. We behold our experience of receiving good as an experience of receiving God. And when we share that as well, not are we, we are not only giving of ourselves, we are giving divine energy. We are being in the flow of good. So let's remember that what we're actually exchanging is an experience of the holy and the sacred, divine energy, which ultimately is love. And then one final one, Wilson adds, that I thought was very interesting. He advises us to be willing to rise to the occasion when somebody intrudes on our time at an inappropriate moment or inopportune moment. I'm sure we all get busy doing this, that, and the other thing. The phone rings, somebody knocks at the door, somebody knocks, you know, wants to come into your office, and we often think, I just need to get my other stuff done. What if, he says, what if that individual that appears to be an interruption is a gift for you, if you will but slow down and be present? i got to work on that one. Maybe you do too. Finally, in closing, I would like to add my own qualification for being a truly good receiver. It's in the form of an affirmation, and I invite you to affirm this with me. Together, I am an individualized expression of the created magnificence of the universe graciously receiving all the best life has to offer. I willingly share myself and my good with others as a co-creator of a world that works for everyone. And so it is. So we claim our connection with the divine through the use of I am, we overcome any resistance to receiving by doing so graciously. We bring our full being into the equation by bringing our full self and our good to share. And we co-create a world that works for everyone, the beloved community right here and right now 
by being conduits of the flow of good, the flow of God. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.